If you're driving, please remember to use your car's Bluetooth speaker while listening to the AM Drive. Sports talk is not worth your safety or the safety of others. Thank you. It's a Wednesday morning here on the AM Drive. I'm your host, Michael Carvelis, with my buddy here, Aaron, Mr. Man Crouch. Um, Aaron, how you feeling, dude? I'm feeling good today. It's a uh, it's a great hump day. It's uh, unfortunately the start of my work week, so actually I'm a little more on the right side of the bed than I normally am on a on a Monday for me. That's right. He did tell us on Monday that that was part of his weekend, and so it's back to the work week. For Aaron. And for you guys, and like me, we're in the middle of the work week review of a crappy schedule. You're it's whatever. So I thought I would start off today's show on for Mike's to the first portion of the show by talking about something I saw on Facebook last night that was getting a lot of traction. Now, naturally, since the Los Angeles Lakers, which we'll talk about in the last part of the show, naturally, since they signed Carmelo Anthony. Since they um, are signing Trevor Ariza, they've got Russell Westbrook, and it's LeBron's team, and he is now the longest tenured Laker of the current roster. Ha, 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 very funny. Then the natural reaction is, oh, there's LeBron building a super team, and I would be okay with that. It's just, here's what the Post said, and I, I'm cool paraphrasing this. It says that all this to stop a 26-year-old Giannis who built from the ground up. Let me tell you guys something right here. The Lakers are not doing this to stop Giannis. Giannis did not win that thing fair. Now, he, of course, he won it. I mean, obviously, they were the last one standing. The health, I get it. Wonderful. That's why the Lakers won the bubble because they were the healthiest team. But make no mistake, that is not happening with the Bucs again. The Brooklyn Nets took them to six or was it seven games or whatever with Kevin Durant alone. A broken James Harden and no Kyrie. That is who teams are trying to stop. Do not paint this picture of, oh, it's all Jonas now. See, people are using that to discredit not only other teams, but discredit LeBron James because I guess he's the most polarizing figure, and I get it. But it's like, people, think for yourselves for just two seconds. It's not hard. They're not trying to stop Jonas. They're trying to stop the Nets, who are – Stat. They're trying to stop the um the Warriors who are bringing Clay back healthy and might trade for Ben Simmons. They're trying to stop the um Clippers who might retain Kawhi Leonard. They're trying to stop the Phoenix Suns who are playing pretty well even against a healthy Lakers team. So stop it with oh, oh it's this oh it's for LeBron to stop Giannis. It's not true. It's not true. Aaron, what's your thoughts? Well, I think Giannis is in the rotation of teams that LeBron James is trying to stop. I mean. There is a chance that they may see them in the finals. And you know what? Speaking of broken record, uh, it's a broken record when I hear a broken James Harden and no Kyrie. I mean, no Kyrie, that seems like the thing every year. He's never never around ever since that game-winning shot against the Warriors. So, you know, yes, it's not all put in place just to stop a 26-year-old Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, But as of right now, I mean, you have to – to be the best, you have to beat the best. And right now, regardless of what you think, uh, Milwaukee's on top. So 
Miami went and got a big three now, adding Kyle Lowry. And uh, LeBron James added the uh, basically the Sunrise Vista uh, senior facility. <laughs> Brought in everybody he could that uh, basically is an NBA 09 all-star team. The point. Los Angeles Lakes. That's yeah, what I go. called them last time. The LA Lakes 55 and up community. Jeez. That's right. Dwight Howard again for a third stint. Good Lord. And people are calling him Wash. I'm like, last time we called him Wash, he played pretty well in the bubble. I just want people to recognize that. But that was brought to you by Buttercloth. Um, they are very soft. And if you think the shirts are expensive, like kind of myself, you just use Klarna. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Klarna. On, I believe it's on their website, Aaron, to help out pay for certain stuff if you ain't got the money right then. Yes, these are incredible dress shirts, you know, hang around shirts. Casual. They call, they call it the new business casual. Um, right. But yes, yes, they are a little bit uh, more on the pricey side, but uh, they do have a pl payment plan in place uh, with the help of Klarna to help you get the, the world's most comfortable shirt. And those things look nice. I think, Aaron, didn't you order one? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's still uh, on the way. Nothing nothing at the doorstop yet. Uh, I know that my wife checks the door every day for any and every package that comes, and uh, I have not received it quite just yet. Hey, we're we're going to be okay. Um, so, Aaron, we're also going to talk about um, free agency here. And as a reminder, you can follow The Drive on Twitter at amdrive120z. On Instagram, amdrive120z, on 12ounce that is. You can also like us on Facebook at AM Drive 120Z. It's not hard. It's different iterations of the 120Z AM Drive. Also, email us if you got anything to say. Um, 12 AM Drive at gmail.com. It's all kind of good stuff to say. It's just different ways to say it. If you're dyslexic, you probably look at the other one instead of the first one we sent you to. We're going to be and, okay. And if you miss the show, there's many ways to watch us. We have replays. 2 p.m. Eastern on Zingo TV, channel 761. If you don't have a Zingo account, it's very it's free to get with the promo code 120Z. And we're also on Spotify. Just Woo! search AM Drive with Mike and Aaron, and we should come up there. Hit the follow button, and you'll never miss an episode. Yeah, yeah so don't miss an episode because it's on you. Um, Before we get, get to our um, commercial, Brian, let's talk about the NBA for agency as I kind of segue into that. Aaron, we've noticed – um. Of course, the Lakers did build up, you know, with Russell Westbrook, which is really cool. I mean, whatever you're not, whatever people want to say about Russell Westbrook, LeBron, AD, and Carmelo, they're going to sell tickets yesterday. Okay, they're going to put butts in seats. And they're going to be entertaining. Whether or not they get to the finals, or whether or not they win the finals, it's going to be entertainment. I'm intrigued with the Chicago Bulls, who um added Lonzo Ball, stole Alex Caruso from the Lakers. Um, I think they're adding Demar Derozan. He was a guy that could have gone to the Lakers. Um, of course, everybody could have gone to the Lakers. On the Heat, we added Kyle Lowry officially, and we also added um, PJ Tucker. And I believe we're re-signing re Victor Oladipo. He he won't come around until January because he got hurt again. But Aaron, NBA free agency is always something to look at. You know the, the thing I, I see with NBA free agency, and it, it may be from more of a player haters standpoint. Not that I hate huh. the player, but if you know the expression "player haters," like. It's amazing to me that I see these contracts. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand that I'm a casual NBA fan, but there is no way in the world that Lonzo Ball is worth 21 million plus per year. Uh, but it's a big salary cap with a small roster. So these guys just get incredibly large contracts uh, that, I mean, Reggie Bullock getting $10 million a year with the Mavericks. It's just, 
Alec Burks, $10 million a year with the, uh, with the, I almost said Kraken because I put the hat on, but with the New <laughs> York Knicks. Uh, it's just, it's funny. Like you said, Alex Caruso. Yeah. I mean, he's a solid little player, but man, damn, $9 million. Mike, Mike Conley getting, Mike Conley getting $24 million or whatever it is. It's just, it's wow. Congratulations to them. It's just, that's the thing that always puts me into like a, a shock is that big salary cap, little roster. So guys who, if you took them in any other sport or just role players or maybe over league minimum guys, and they're getting phenomenal deals. I mean, Steph Curry with another one, he's got a four year, $215 million contract extension. You do the math. That's 50 plus million dollars a year. Now, do you, um, I noticed, I don't know if you saw the tweets from, um, somebody retweeted, I believe it was, it was either Slapshot Sweethearts or, or um, I think it was Slapshot Sweethearts who retweeted, um, the person who was talking about, the um hockey players like how he felt so bad for hockey players, and like being like you know the, obviously the fourth most popular sport because of all these NBA contracts. He felt so bad. Um, how big is a hockey roster? It can be anywhere from eighteen to twenty-two players. Now, okay, that explains that. With regards to contracts, you need up to fifty. Um, you know they're not all under the salary cap, but yeah, you have. Let's just say you basically. You basically have eighty-one and a half million dollars right now to sign twenty-ish players. Because, like, I'm glad you mentioned the roster build, and that's the last thing I want to say about the whole thing is we got to move on. But um, I, I just, I feel like what you mentioned about the roster um size is huge because if you have a certain amount of money and you only have like twelve to fifteen players, it's a lot more money to go around than just eighteen to twenty-two, especially when it's top-heavy. Yeah, also have a soft, <laughs> soft cap as well too. That's right. We'll be right back. This is the AM Drive. On the side, Aaron's talking golf, and I'm actually going to have a golf opinion this time. I'll make a play on one of his future bets, one of his matchups or whatever you want to call it, that my bookie didn't have last time, but they might have this time. We're back. Welcome to my bookie. You're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, buddy. Hey. Just how soft is a buttercloth shirt? Ooh. Made from 100% long fiber, eco friendly cotton. It's silky smooth with incredible six way stretch. Mm. I know, buddy. Buttercloth, the softest shirt in the world. Mike and Aaron are just like you. They love sports, so they shop at Fanatics, which has merchandise for teams like the new Seattle Kraken. Every day features a new special. Before you shop, www.12outsportsradio.com slash sponsors and click the Fanatics logo. AM Drive is a proud Fanatics affiliate.
Do you like online shopping? Jeff Bezos made online shopping better with Amazon. You can buy batteries, get a TV, even purchase your favorite soda. But wait, do you like sports talk? Jeff Beck made sports talk better with Twilight Sports. Next time you use Amazon, use www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Sign in and get shopping. It costs you nothing and helps us. That's www.twilightsportsradio.com slash Amazon. Thanks. And welcome back to the AM Drive with Mike and Aaron, presented by 12 Ounce Sports. And uh, we're going to talk some golf here, presented by Fanatics. We've got so many great things. Mike, show them your uh, new Seattle Kraken hat. Woo, it's too small, but I don't care. <laughs> if you are looking for gear that has your sports fans covered in life, then Fanatics has got you squared away. Look at that logo. They've got every league, every team, all the apparel, merchandise, memorabilia to ensure that on game day you are showing your support. Visit the AM Drive sponsors page at 120zsportsradio.com backslash AM Drive sponsors today. Click on the Fanatics logo on that page. It'll take you directly to the Fanatics site. It is a direct affiliate link of ours. It costs you nothing extra to buy there, and it helps us out tremendously. So, again, thank you for your support. Pick up your team gear at Fanatics today. Guys, we got an exciting rest of the show here. Like here, we're talking Olympics, we're talking golf, we're going to talk AFC and NFC East with the host of the Ball or Nothing podcast. His name is Joey Capusta. He's going to be in the third second. He's going to join us talking AFC and NFC East. But you know, we're going to also talk uh, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational that we got here right now. And on the fourth segment, we finally reached 100 followers, Mike. Woo! We have 140 right now. I know you put them all in the wheel last night. Everyone's entered in for a chance to win a Vice Golf hat. You saw that commercial right at the end before we came back. Vice Golf swag is incredible. I have some myself when I go play golf. I love it. But and the wheel is live, by the way. So there's no waiting around. Just to let you guys know. The wheel is live. We're going to do that in the fourth segment. So stick and stay. All right, let's talk WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational 2021. God, that's a mouthful. From <laughs> Mem Memphis, Tennessee and TPC Southland. 
Uh, this is a tune-up for the FedEx Cup playoffs, which are coming up here very soon. Um, not a place, actually, in the past that a lot of big names used to play. All Up until recently, we've got a lot of big names playing in this event that, tuned, that uh, right before the tune-up. Daniel Berger, two-time winner. Uh, One-time one runner-up Berger. Yeah, Florida State boy. Um, cool. You got DJ, who's had great success here. You got a lot of guys coming off the Olympics, and that's going to be a big feature here, uh, in my opinion, in, in terms of betting. And then you have Brooks Kepka, who is now the favorite right now, I believe at 10 or 11 to 1, depending on what book uh, you look at here. There's a lot, lot going on. It's a no-cut event, and for those of you who don't know what that means, that means usually in a typical golf tournament, after two rounds, they cut almost half the field. Not here. Right. They, have, they have an entire field who stays all four days, and that affects a lot of things, especially betting, because... You know, no-cut events are, are tough to bet sometimes. So uh, let's talk about the course a little bit. It is a traditional course, 7,200-plus yards in length, uh, which isn't too long, isn't too short, about about average for the uh, PGA Tour. However, the big thing here is there's only about 4,300 square feet of putting green. Ooh. Think about that. I mean, uh, you live in a house, an average house is probably 2,500 square feet of, of, of you know, of floor and you take that, you almost kind of double it, and you look like, that's not a lot of putting green. You know, that's not a lot of surface there to putt on like, over 18 holes. So I know it does, it's hard to imagine, but hitting a green in regulation when the greens are small is tough for you and I, Mike, but it's, it's also tough for a professional golfer. So that's the big thing here is going to be looking for guys who are in the top echelon in greens and regulation. Um, Am I speaking a foreign language to you, Mike? No. Um, what is greens and regulation? That is the one term that's always baffled me. Because I know I know what the green is, I know what the putting grass is. Greens and regulation, what explain that to people like me? All right, so the, the, the term greens and regulation. So basically let's take your, your standard par four. If you were on the green after your second shot, you have hit your green in regulation. You have hit your green in the number of shots that okay. the course is designed for you to do. So if it's like a par four, and I get like in the my first shot goes in the green, the next shot's supposed to go. Or if it's par three, your first shot's supposed to go in the green, the next shot is up there. Yeah, the, the green in regulation means you always have a putt for birdie. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. So basically, to break it down, you have threes, fours, and fives. A green in regulation on right. three is a one, four is a two, and five is a three. Now you that's can always cool. get in the green and under regulation. If you hit an ace, that's an under, green and under regulation. Yeah. If you can drive the green on a par four, obviously that's green under, in green under regulation. But yes, greens in regulation is basically means you don't take too many risks, <clears throat> Bryson DeChambeau, and, <laughs> you, and you're able to to get onto the green and always leave yourself some form of a birdie putt. Now, are there guys on the tour that can't do that? They're not great at it. Yes, that's fine. We're we're not ruling everybody out who who's not the top twenty in greens and regulation who's playing this weekend. We also want to look at good scramblers. Now, what scrambling means is that you didn't make the green in regulation, but you're able to get up and down off of, you know, a bunker or off of the, the light rough by the by the green. You're able to get up and down and save a par or maybe even save, you know, get a birdie on a par five. Scrambling and greens in regulation are the big things we looked for here. And I'm going to go ahead and get into these bets because I have a couple of futures, my lottery tickets, and then I've got mm. seven. I've got seven matchups this week. Ooh. All right, so my futures, I'm going to go back to the Daniel Berger well at 20 to 1. Again, two time winner of this, back to back winner, and uh, a runner up, I believe, either last year or uh, 2019. Uh, 20 to 1 is pretty good for that guy. 
Twenty to one is pretty good. Yeah, that's uh, that's 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 in the tier more of your favorites because ten to one is the absolute betting favorite. So twenty to one is a little bit more of a favorite. Daniel Berger's played some shaky golf this year, but I he has played well at courses. Yes, it's a burger. Yes, we get it. The same. He has played well at courses that he has played well in the past. So I'm gonna take a flyer here with Daniel Berger at twenty to one. Another one is Jason Kokrak. Uh, Coke? Wait, we got a Coke? Okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, when I first, when he first started coming up and I first started learning his name, I thought his name was Cockrack. And I'm like, there's no oh, way. Oh, come guy's, on. There's no way this guy's gone through life with the name Cockrack. And then I found out it was Cockrack. So, uh, big party animal guy. I love Jason Cockrack. <laughs> I, I love him and Pat Perez. If you ever get to watch uh, Four Play podcast presented by Barstool Sports, um, they do an interview with Pat Perez and they play around with Pat Perez. Phenomenal, and Jason Kokrak's in the in that video as well. Uh, I'm going to take him at 65 to one. He's having his best year on tour. Um, so another, again, futures bets generally lottery tickets. I know a couple weeks ago, our boy Ian McMillan uh, banked a Cameron Champ 100 to one ticket. So and who, you, uh, who you couldn't hear by the way, so we need to have him back on the show. Yeah, I talked to him on Twitter. I, I've been he's moving to New York City, so he's out of commission a little bit for appearances and things like that. So we're going to let him get settled in. Uh, to his new place in New York uh, before we have him back on, maybe for the wow. FedEx Cup final. Because we have a FedEx Cup final coming up here soon. So, all you right, make you move to New York. That's what happens. Yeah, not so bad. All right, let's move into the matchups here. Uh, the theme of the matchups, not every matchup, but the theme of the matchups is fade the guys who played in the Olympics. Whoa. So last week, I mean, tra- travel time and jet lag is real. You know, coming yep. from Japan to Memphis, Tennessee, uh, you know, are you really that motivated, especially – you know, a guy like Xander Shoffley, are you really that motivated to to win the FedEx St. Jude Invitational when you just won the gold medal for your country? So, um, all right, we're going to run down these matchups here real quick. Uh, first one, I have Corey Connors, minus 125 over Cam Smith. This is for the entire tournament, by the way. Uh, I, my boy Brooks Kepka 115 over Colin Morikawa. That's my Cam- guy. That's my guy. Morikawa. I'm, 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 popping a, I'm popping a cock rack for um... – for Brooks Kepka over Morikawa, because that was like that was my bet that I was gonna jump on you. I know I can't I can't bet out Dustin Johnson. I'll just do this. That's fair. Uh, uh, well, that's the next bet is Brooks Kepka over Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson is all over the board right now. Um, yep. He's definitely not a guy you want to bet on. I'm not not a hundred percent sure. I love betting against him, but uh, minus one ten either way. I'm gonna take a shot here with Brooks Kepka. I think Brooksy's gonna have a big weekend. Uh, Webb Simpson, plus 105 over Scotty Scheffler. Simpson, prior history here is positive, and uh, Scotty Scheffler has disappointed me uh, a lot this year. I watched Dustin Johnson win. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> if he wins, great. You know, that's, that's that's fine. You know, Dustin Johnson needs to get back on the wagon. He's good for golf. Uh, right. My biggest underdog of the week is Garrett Higo, plus 145 over Carlos Ortiz, another Olympic guy who probably doesn't care about the TPC. Southwind tournament here. Uh, so 145, we're hoping for a big payday with that one. I got a got a honey spot on that one over Carlos Ortiz. Ooh. Uh, Sam Burns, another one, plus 110 over an Olympian, Sung J.M. Sung J's got to be pissed. He didn't medal, so now he's going to have to uh, he's going to have to serve time in the military. Uh, in, uh, that's, in, that's sad, in dude. Hey, some countries are different. That's that's their that's their decision, you know. Uh, so alone. we're going with Sam Burns over Sungjae. That's probably the one I'm least confident in, but I'm going to take the plus money here. Sam Burns hasn't been playing well lately, but I'm just taking the I'm taking the fatigue factor with Sungjae M here. 
And our last one, we're going back to the Coke Rack Well, plus 125 over Harris English. This is simply for nothing but the fact that every pundit, every talking head is just ball-washing Harris English this week. So I'm going to play the fade. I'm going to play the fade on Harris English. Coke Rack plus 125 here. All righty. Yeah, everybody's ball-washing somebody, right? Yep. You just ball-wash LeBron a little bit, so. Whoa! Whoa, 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 whoa. System court. Let me leave that alone. Super Bowl champion. My little tiny Buccaneers logo. I would put a tiny too if I were you. Well, here, can you want to put that in the big you want to put that in the big screen? Can you can you blow that up? I wish I could. I don't blow things up. This is not an airport. Oh how's, how's Carson? Whoa. Wow. I, I I made that joke to come out a different way, but it came out came out the wrong end. That was weird. I think the Department of uh, Homeland Security would like to have a word with you. Whoa! You, isn't that the guy who killed him? Like, maybe, like serious thing, I don't want to get too away from golf here, but it didn't like that like, one of the security got, like, head honchers. So a guy who founded a security company, like, offed himself recently in another country. Was that, Homeland the- was that Homeland Security or was that somebody else? I don't know. I haven't heard that one. I have to read into that. But I uh, forgot. It was, like, some huge com- – I forgot. I, I, I'm about, sorry. What about the baseball murder that you told me about? Oh, so that was going to be my maxi at first. I was going to call out, you know, baseball fans. Because not only is their sport boring, they seem to get pissed off while watching their boring sport. Because every every time I hear about, like, a baseball fan, like, every time I hear about a sports fan being a snot out of somebody, it's always a baseball fan. I can't explain why. Like, there was a bunch of rounds, like, gun rounds found at a base, at a baseball game. It wasn't, you know, just a football or a bat. It was a baseball game, all-star game for all, for that matter. So this game, I don't know if it was minor league or, or major league. All I know is there's a picture of this guy named David Castro who took a picture on the stands and literally apparently argues with some dude. And a month ago, the dude drives home after the baseball game, follows this guy and his dad, and shoots the guy dead in his car. Rest in, now, th- thankfully, the idiot did turn himself in re- like in the last couple of days. But it's like, you know, what is it with baseball fans getting mad? Like, is it that – are they that impatient with their sport? And there's always a baseball fan getting pissed off. Well, let's not be ridiculous here and generalize, you know, a, a, an entire fan base and not only – and leave out other situations. Oh, nice little teacup on your head there. Hey, uh, you know what? Leave, hey. It looks like a yarmulke. All that matters. There you go, fanatics. Um, yes, there have been some issues with baseball fans in the past, but let's not forget Suns and Four Guys. I mean, he literally beat the living hell out of somebody in the stands at a basketball game. Let's not no, forget I, the Ra- Raiders fans in Oakland who who put that Dolphins fan in a coma ten, <laughs> however many years ago back when there was a playoff game. But he how many times did you hear about like the Giants and the Dodgers fans going crazy? Like Every single year, every game they play, someone's getting their, the pulp beat out of them. I don't understand that. It's yeah, baseball. It's, it's not limited to just baseball. It's it's fans. I mean, the, 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 the words right there on the screen, fanatics. Fan is short for fanatics, and sometimes yeah. fanatics go too far. Not the fanatics company. Yeah, don't, sometimes, yeah, we... sometimes fans take it a bit too far. Like, I'm <gasps> sorry. I, I've been to a football game where a guy got beat up because he was in the opposed he was the, in the opposing jersey. Of course. And uh that's fine. But when you're literally putting your finger in somebody's face, it's not gonna end well for you. Yeah, well, I'll put it this way. The football game, this is a great <laughs> You know what? That's funny. You just take the talk out and say sports isn't worth it. Amen. 
Um, so I did the football um thing that you mentioned. Um, I've already detailed this on Facebook and got told off myself because of it. Um, basically, this the team that I was broadcasting them recently, them and the other team were spouting off at each other. Four deputies were called because at one point a, a player went to – he threatened to go get a gun, which was a lie. And that, then they continued the game. Then they um they were trying to arrest a fan. But I'm telling the, the team that I'm broadcasting for, like, listen, y'all can say, well, they started, but y'all both were talking crap. There comes a time when talking junk and like talking trash at a sports event goes over the line, and you have to understand where that is. Well, like alcohol, sports when events gets involved. It's bad too. Well, that too. Yeah, you know that's that's true. But watch Dustin Johnson win. Let's say hey, if he wins, he wins. That's only one bet for me. I don't need. Well, that's the beautiful thing about matchups here. And I know we got just a couple of seconds here. The beautiful thing about matchups is I don't need these guys to win tournaments. I just need them to beat the guy in front of them. That's right. Well, Aaron, when we come back, you're going to bring us in, and we got a guest. Yes, we do. Joey Joey Capusta of the Ball or Nothing podcast talking NFC and AFC East. Stick and stay. That's right. Your boy's next. Welcome to my bookie. You're ready to create an account and start making money. And we're here to help. And remember, you can get a bonus of up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Now you're ready to bet. Just go to mybookie.ag, visit the sports book, click on your bet, and input the amount you want to risk or win in the bet slip. Yes, it's that easy. Just remember, at my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Hey, buddy. Hey. Just how soft is a buttercloth shirt? Ooh. Made from 100% long fiber, eco-friendly cotton. It's silky smooth with incredible six-way stretch. Mm. I know, buddy. Buttercloth, the softest shirt in the world. Mike and Aaron are just like you. They love sports, so they shop at Fanatics, which has merchandise for teams like the new Seattle Kraken. Every day features a new special. Before you shop, www.12outsportsradio.com slash sponsors and click the Fanatics logo. AM Drive is a proud Fanatics affiliate. Well, that ended abruptly. <laughs> <laughs> commercial break over. Wow, you said it was going to end early. I didn't realize it was going to end that early. So, uh, all right, a little off guard here. Welcome back to the AM Drive here with Mike and Aaron, presented by 12 Ounce Sports, and this segment is presented by Amazon. I shop Amazon, you shop Amazon, our guest, I assume, shops Amazon, <laughs> for sure. When you do so, please use 12ozsportsradio.com backslash Amazon. Gives us a little bit of kickback, and it costs you nothing extra to do. All right, we are back. We are talking football because training camps are in full effect. Uh, we've got uh, we've got things going on. 
Yeah, and the Giants are fighting already, and I'm sure our, our next guest loves every bit of that. So let's uh, go ahead and introduce <laughs> him. The host of the Ball or Nothing podcast, Joey Capusta. You can find them at B-O-N underscore pod on Twitter. Find Joey at Scooter McGilly one That is M-C-G-I-L-L-I-1. Joey, thank you so much for taking time and coming aboard to talk some football today. Aaron and Mike, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Look forward to talking some ball with you guys. I yeah, like most, this guy. Most definitely. Well, you know what? I had to find – I think he he's a he's an appropriate person to talk NFC East football for sure. I know he's a Philly guy uh, as well. So we're going to jump right into the NFC East here. And uh, one word to describe the division last year, Joey. Uh, if I'm using one word, dysfunction, I would say. <laughs> um, and possibly – I mean, I don't know if this is two words, but emergency room. Uh, you, you take a look around the NFC East last year between – you know, Dak getting hurt between everybody but Wentz on the Eagles getting hurt and then Wentz playing terribly. Um, you know, the Giants had a slew of injuries with Saquon getting injured as well. And then the Washington football team, whatever you want to call them, in flux with all the different, uh, you know, in and out pieces that they had as well. So there was so much dysfunction that a 5-6 win team was still battling for the division title in week 15 and 16 last year. That's how bad it was. So if there's one word to describe the NFC East last year, definitely was the NFC least, but I would definitely say dysfunction and injury has got to be right up there. Yeah, shout out Spike McGawson for your your horrible analysis that the NFC West was worse than the NFC East. Again, that was preseason, but uh, it needs to be said nonetheless. I've never forgotten. Uh, let's, let's stay in that NFC East right now. And like you said, we've got – Four quarterbacks, and and don't let them uh, try to dissuade you here. According to Mike, Jack, uh, Daniel Jones is the best one in the division. Danny Dimes. <laughs> you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You've got Dak Prescott. you got Jalen Hurts, and you got Danny Dimes. Uh, who's under the most pressure this year to, to get that division title for their team? I mean, if you talk about the most pressure, I mean, how could it be anybody other than Dak Prescott? Uh, you talk about the – off-season intrigue that came with, is he going to get paid? Is he going to get his contract? Is Dak going to get tagged again? And Jerry, you know, backed up the Brinks truck and made Dak one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the NFL. Does he deserve it? Based on stats, you could say yes. Yeah. Based on wins and pedigree and where that team has gone, you could say no. But either way, they paid him because I think they looked at what they had last year in Ben DiNucci and, and some of these other guys, Garrett Gilbert coming in, and they were providing nothing other than basically a stick figure standing back there and just waiting until that final whistle blows at the end of the game. So I think the most pressure has to be Dak. We hear every year America's team, Dallas has huh. the most stacked roster. They have the best offense in the NFC. Zeke is in the best shape of his life. We're out of excuses. <laughs> we can't blame Jaren, Jason Garrett anymore, right, guys? We can't blame Jason Garrett. We can't blame the play calling. What is the excuse now, Dak? What is the excuse? So if you're looking at pressure, based on the offensive weapons in that division, Dallas probably has the best from top to bottom. So if you have the best offensive weapons, you were just paid to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL per year, based on obviously that the structural, everybody's numbers that come in line. How can it not be Dak Prescott? America's team. We're Super Bowl favorites every year, right, guys? So it's got to be just, that. Most of us are every year. Yeah, they're the Super Bowl favorites, Mike. Just ask them. They'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, and um, another 
I want to talk about the, the team, the two teams that I believe are. If there is, like, let's say if there's a threat to the Cowboys, let's say if there's one team to piss the Cowboys off, I think the Giants, with the way their defense played last year, like kept them in the game against the Buccaneers. If Daniel Jones and his left um, tackle have a pulse this year, they're going to play well. As for the football team, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick if they let him loose and play well. Which of those two teams should give Cowboys fans most fits and, well, most problems? Well, I see you left my Eagles out of that equation, so I'll answer your question. I'll answer your question based off those two options. But if I had to choose between the two, I would say the Washington football team, and it's solely based on how scary I think that defense is. Um, You know, they say football is one in the trenches. And I, if I had to look at the Giants defense and the Washington defense, I know they're both good. But then if I flip it around and I look at the Giants offensive line, nothing really there bothers me. And it hasn't bothered me there for about five years now, guys. Um, I know they've made some strides to, to, you know, put band-aids on things. But when you look at that Washington defensive line, that front seven, that Ron Rivera style of attacking defense, I mean – it's going to give teams fits. And we just talked about how well of an offense Dallas has. We don't know about Dak's shoulder. We don't know about Dak's ankle, if it's going to be 100% or not. What's going on? Travis Frederick retired for the Dallas Cowboys, their longtime Pro Bowl center. So they have a new center in there. I'm not 100% in love with Connor Williams at left guard. So you talk about trench warfare right there. That can disrupt a lot of the things that Dallas does on offense or likes to do from a timing standpoint. So if I had to choose between the two to answer your question, I would say Washington, and I'd give them the edge just based on that front seven and defense. I think it's that good. I, I, I'm with, I'm kind of with you on that. Although I am a big Daniel Jones guy, if you're, I like the point about flipping the field. That's completely true. Plus, you have a guy like a Terry McLaurin. Come on, he's a beast. No matter which quarterback you put him with. Um, for your Eagles, before I let Aaron move on to the AFC East, um, your Eagles have Jalen Hurts, a guy who I used to not care for but he keeps on being a teammate and he keeps on improving at something in his game I believe if there is a quarterback who's not very good but to look good anyways it's Jalen Hurts because he's going to find a way to to not screw it up he might not be the greatest passer but there's something he's always impressed me with something even though I try to hate him yeah and I think that's a good analysis right there and I'll tell you what boys I was a big Wentz guy Big Wentz guy, big Wentz guy, defending him to the end. When we took Hurts in the second round, I thought it was a dumb pick. So <laughs> I'm having to slowly, like yourself, wrap my brain around this whole Jalen Hurts thing. And with the countless amount of film that I've watched, with the small sample size that I watched last year, like you said, with the leadership style that he has and everything, is he the most polished passer? No. Is, is he going to throw the most beautiful ball you've ever seen? Absolutely not. Is he a six foot five, 220 pound prototype with a cannon arm? Absolutely not. But I, I hearken him back to a guy like Steve McNair, where Steve McNair was a guy who you know in your huddle was going to give you the best chance to win every single game. It may not be pretty, it may not be the most beautiful thing. The stat sheet at the end of the day may not look the best, but guess what? He's going to put us in the best position to win. All the other 10 guys on offense know that he's going to lead us and has, and we have his back. He has ours. And the work that he puts in, the threat he can be athletically with his feet in the run game as well, yep. I think is what sets him apart. So that's kind of my comp for Jalen Hurts. And that's why I have somewhat of a cautious optimism this year going in on that offense 
based on the creativity of Nick Sirianni coming in with a new scheme that'll fit Jalen Hurts. So I'm really excited from that standpoint, based on what you were talking about. But I could see a Steve McNair type where it's not pretty, but hey, it's winnable. I like the locker room thing. Yeah, and I mean, Jalen Hurts said it best this offseason, baby. The rent is due every day. I love that when, you know, given his pedigree, he's always been kicked to the side. So, uh, you know, everybody loves an underdog, and he's definitely the dog in that fight, especially with the new coach in the division. (laughs) I love that shirt. I knew I knew you guys were going to bring that up, so I had to make sure I had the underdog shirt on, ready to go for you. Fair enough, fair enough. They're still going to finish fourth, but fair enough. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears over to the AFC East, and it is Buffalo's division at this point after a thunderous reign by the New England Patriots. <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills <laughs> are 145 favorites to win that division, even with the extra game. Do you think that this whole moving to Austin thing could cause a distraction in Buffalo? <laughs> I don't. I, I think these owners have more money than they know what to do with. And I think it's a power play just to kind of, you know, get some money either from, you know, the taxpayers, get a little extra incentive in there. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a distraction at all. And I don't think anything else in that division is going to be too much of a distraction for the Bills. They <laughs> I look at the divisions across, you know, the NFL and this might be to me. Personally, one of the most lopsided. I think it's the Bills and everybody else. I don't think the Austin thing is going to come up. Um, even if it did, that wouldn't be for another, what, four, five, six years. Austin has to get approved. They got to break that ground. They got to do all that stuff. So I don't think it's going to be a distraction for them amongst the many things. If this Bills team stays healthy, I mean, I don't think it's a contest. All right, Joey, we're talking to Joey Capusta, host of the Ball or Nothing podcast. You can find them on Twitter at B-O-N underscore pod. Talk me off the ledge here, Joey. I'm a degenerate gambler. How do I not want to take the Jets at 20 to 1 to win the division here? Oh, man. (laughs) I'm a gambler myself, and and I understand that those odds pay dividends, but you're going to be on the one side of that. It is uh, the Jets. The Jets are a very comical organization. Now, look, I like Robert Sala. I think that he is the right person for the job. But this isn't an overnight fix. This isn't isn't a Band-Aid. This is going to be something where he needs three to four years to get that entrenched. And, you know, they don't even have a veteran quarterback on the roster to help um, Zach Wilson, to to groom him, to to be in his ear every day in the meetings, showing him how to be a professional, showing him how to act in the QB room and study. So yep. I know the odds are, are very enticing to throw some money down on that, but the only way I think you hit on that is if the Bills move to Austin in the middle of the night <laughs> in the season, uh, Josh Allen decides to retire. I mean, you're looking at, you know, Dan Marino comes back and tries to make a comeback for the Dolphins. I mean, it's going to be bad. And and even though TB12 isn't there in New England, I just (laughs) – this is going to be another slow burn for the Jets, in my opinion. Um, They have guys, but they don't have a team, if that makes sense. And Totally fair. I think think a lot of pressure is going to be on Zach Wilson, especially being the number two overall pick here, to prove that. And that could be too much too soon for him. I, I have a question for you, um, real quick. So, with, with the you mentioned since we're on the Jets right now, I guess I'll get to this one first, and I guess I'll let Aaron go on the next one. But the Jets, you mentioned Robert Sala. Obviously, it's not going to be an overnight fix. That reminds me of the other New York team, Joe Judge, a tough guy comes in there. They have a 
decent, promising quarterback who certain people like, certain people don't. But yet he makes it work with based on defense. I know coaches like. I know this players seem to like him. Do you think Robert Sala is like a Joe Judge, like just a tough guy comes in there and helps the Jets out? And I don't know about instant dividends. Does well, he seem like a Joe Judge? Yeah, it's an interesting comparison because I know that, you know, obviously Sala was a defensive guy. I know Judge was a special teams guy. Right. So they bring a little bit of a different style with them. Um, honestly, if I if if I'm truly thinking about this, I wanted Sala for the Eagles in the offseason when he his name became available because I really like the pedigree. Plus, I like the offensive coordinators he was bringing with him from San Francisco. It's that Kyle Shanahan mode where it's quick read system. It's quick read. And I think that could help Zach Wilson, even though on the contrary, they talked about Zach Wilson's best attribute being able to work off script, being able to scramble outside the pocket, hit deep plays and improvise. So it's kind of a contrast in styles, but I think for a rookie QB, it's best. Now to answer your question, I do think because Joe Judge came from a special teams background and he wasn't as established as an assistant offensive or defensive coach, I think he tries to overcompensate a little bit with his toughness. There you um, go. I think you're seeing a little bit of that in New York. Now, look, I get training camp, camp fights happen all the time. I get it's hot out there. We're hitting and people are going to be upset. I totally get it. But the coaches and assistants running laps, the players doing push-ups <laughs> until I say no. I mean, this this – this reminds me of like, remember the Titans, the early scenes when the guys couldn't get along together and he was trying to establish dominance. I think that works to a certain extent, but when you have some veterans on the team that are like, Hey guy, I've paid my dues. I'm a pro bowler in this league. I don't need to be doing this sort of thing. I think it can cause a little bit of a rift. So I get that they're both similar in that regards, but I think Sala might be more of a player's coach, whereas Joe judge might not. And I think you could see a little bit of that contrast there, too. Yeah, you know, Judge comes right off that Bill Belichick tree. So, I mean, it's like my way or the highway. And you know, <laughs> Belichick is results, and we'll see what happens with Joe Judge here. So, all right, let's. Uh, we got about two minutes left here. I want to rope in the other two teams that we haven't talked about in the AFC East into one big question here. Uh, the X factors, I think, uh, for the Patriots and the Dolphins are the quarterbacks. No, no secret there. Um, <laughs> How long of the leash, now I know there's not a lot behind Tua in Miami, but how long of a leash are we giving Cam Newton and Tua Tungabalea in their respective uh, teams here? Well, uh, the Tua one is interesting because uh, he did not play well last year. And it's kind of an anomaly because you saw that the Dolphins had a decent record at times. Um, I know that Tua got the win in a game against the Rams where (laughs) the – uh, Dolphins scored two defensive touchdowns, and they also had a special teams return that they returned inside the opponent's five-yard line. So that's some Rams, cool right? Yeah, against the Rams, yeah. yeah. And he was 70 yards the, passing. You, you were talking about being a degenerative gambler. I had the Rams in that game, so I was a little bit upset. So I remember that specifically, but it's things like that. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I wasn't a big Tua fan coming out. I thought Same. he had an elongated release, and it wasn't very quick. And an elongated release can work if you're a larger stature quarterback because you're throwing with that overhand motion and you're taller so you can get it there. But two is not the tallest guy. He may be six, even 5'11 and some change, and he has that elongated release. So I think that's kind of an issue for him. Um, I know the supporting cast that he had at Alabama 
you know, any one of us could have played quarterback at Alabama at that time. <laughs> you know, really good. So I think he's hitting that learning curve, and I think it's going to be a little bit tough for him. Um, I do think the leash is longer for him than Cam, though. I agree. Because the, the Dolphins didn't take a first-round quarterback this year as their future, whereas the Patriots did. So you look at a guy like Mac Jones, I mean, the records he set at Alabama, we're talking about two Alabama guys here. Um, you know, we know what type of quarterback Belichick likes. He likes that statuesque, large quarterback that's going to get the ball out of his hands quick to his playmakers. Cam comes from a different style where he could take off whenever he wants to. He could unlaunch that deep ball to one of his guys. They don't necessarily have the team in place that fits Cam's skill sets, in my opinion. So longer leash, I think, is Tua, but I don't think either is the long-term answer for either of the teams. Joey Capusta, host of the Ball or Nothing podcast. Once again, find them <laughs> at B-O-N underscore pod. And you can find him at Scooter McGilly one Thank you so much for joining us. When we come back, we are going to do a Vice Golf Hat giveaway. Stick and stay on the other side. Once again, thanks to Joey. We're going to commercial break. Thanks, Joey. Nice, guys. Appreciate it. Joey Capusta of the um, Ball or Nothing podcast. Hey, that dude was nice. He's charismatic, and he's also brought some good points. He's a he. That dude needs more followers on the B on the on the BON underscore POD. Okay, yeah, you know, you know what the crazy part was is I, uh, I, you know, when we have guests on, I tell him, "Hey, I'm gonna drop a rundown." See, you know, kind of let you know what we're talking about. He said, "No, nothing needed. I got everything in the bag." And my I, man. I gave him nothing. We had no questions. So we had no questions ready for him. So, I mean, we, we prepared questions for ourselves because we're a couple of, uh, of, of duds. But uh, dude dude knew his stuff, especially in those two divisions. Dude knew his stuff. And you, like you said, you can catch him on the Ball or Nothing podcast. Uh, that's uh, at B-O-N underscore pod. And you can check out Joey Capusta there uh, at Scooter McGilly1, M-C-G-I-L-L-I-1. But, dude, let's talk vice golf here because we are about to give away some swag. Now, Woo! I, would be, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that Vice Golf is changing the game. It's very simple. Vice Golf makes premium golf balls and premium apparel. You're going to see that, whoever wins this hat. Uh, they sell them over the internet, and they ship them directly to the consumer. The balls are as good as anything out there, but a lot less expensive. Use our promotional link found at AM Drive Sponsors page, 120CSportsRadio.com backslash AM Drive Sponsors. All right, let's give away some swag here. Yeah, it's gonna my producing. I'm I didn't mean to say fanatics, I'm gonna say vice logo. So there there's that. Since Aaron teased that. Okay. Here we go. The wheel is live. Woohoo! All right. 
Yeah. And we will be con we will be contacting you via your Twitter handle. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. Should we say within like 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 respond within twenty four hours of the next per or the next show gets it? Because I don't want to like leave them. I don't want to wait for you know five days and like oh uh, by the way like, now it's too late. Well, let's see. Let's l respond by by Sunday because then we can do another drawing on Monday's show if they don't respond. All right, cool. All right, tell me when. All right, spin that wheel. Woo! Oh boy, I'm so excited. <laughs> it's moving in chunks. Oh wow! <laughs> I see it. Oh, okay. I knew six balls. <laughs> six balls, one basket. The winner. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's look up uh, our followers oh, page funny. here. At six balls, one basket. That's a great. There it is. Hey, I was Philadelphia... hoping it was one of those cool names. Philadelphia and Texas-based basketball podcast at six balls, one basket. You are the winner of a Vice Golf hat, and uh, that's we'll be getting, crazy. We'll be getting with them, yes, absolutely. Congratulations. Uh, check out their podcast. It looks like they've got a new one out just right now talking about Space Jam, a new legacy. Let's retweet them. <laughs> Hold on. Let me find them real quick. Go ahead and retweet that for us. All right. We'll retweet that one right now. I'm going to hit the retweet button. It's retweeting their, last, their latest podcast. Is it one basket or? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six balls, one basket. I got their retweet. We can talk to them after the show. We've got five more minutes here left in the show. <laughs> uh, let's talk about. Uh, oh. Well. Let's talk about the Lakers here again because we haven't talked about them enough. That's right. On, on the show today. Uh, the first big bet uh, came in for them to win the 2022 title here, courtesy of my buddy Todd Dewey at the Las Vegas Review Journal. We're going to have him on the show uh, when the football season starts because he is a great interview. And we've had him on the Vegas Squares podcast before. Uh, first big bet comes on the Lakers to win the 2022 title. $28,571.45 to win $100,000. You know, okay, so I have a question about that real quick. I get it, but it's like it costs you twenty eight grand. Mm hmm Well, they're... I don't know if I like that. They're like the favorites. They've got to be like, what, three and a half to one or give or take or... You know, right. three seventy five. They're 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 if they're not the favorite, they're pretty pretty high up there. In now, terms of... I will say this, Aaron. Shout out to the person who made this bet, by the way. Um, we also have real quick. Um, <laughs> love me some Cody, man. That dude loves he hit one of his sticks. Like if 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 you thought the what is that coast of Carolina was was bad enough. His Chicago stick is funny. Um, he also said, pick Cody or we – oh, my God. Well, uh, Cody, if you're the host of the Six Balls One podcast, uh, one basketball right. podcast, then you're the winner. But if not, sorry, buddy. We're going to do, do another drawing at 500 followers, and we're going to do another drawing at 1,000 followers. And I promised you that that, that drawing at 1,000 followers is going to be more uh, – I think we should have the $1,000 – I think we should have to have the 1,000 follower one as a guest as well. That's That's – Fair, but how are you going to do that live? No, but I mean, have, like, but, have I mean, like, show. anyways. Um, so, but with this Lakers bet, I'm with it. Um, I'm this close to picking the Lakers to win the title because something about Russell Westbrook last year and something about Dwight Howard and Carmelo wanting to win. One thing the Lakers did in the bubble is they got a bunch of guys who wanted to win. 
You didn't know why. I mean, yeah, they weren't the best on paper Clippers. They like, but they wanted to win. They wanted to play together. I feel like Russell Westbrook is so disrespected. And someone made a good point. They said if this, if LeBron can get Westbrook and Carmelo a ring at this age, and they're all this age, and they're all doubted, is how close is he to being? The, you think it's? I've seen MJ fans say for the first time ever they will change their mind. That is baffling to me. What what is the what does the Michael Jordan LeBron debate have to do with getting some old timers a ring? Because Westbrook and Mello, they haven't gotten one. Like it's, it's it's a known thing that they they aren't winners or they aren't this or they aren't they just can't win. And if LeBron at thirty seven years old can find a way to get those guys a ring, I mean I've seen MJ fans like say, "Hey, well, that's impressive." Can't you argue that Westbrook, LeBron, and AD are still three of the top 10, 15 players in the NBA right now? No, I agree. No, I completely – and that's the thing that, this, that that blows my mind is that they are so convinced that it's all about rings, they're willing to, they're willing to throw that part away and say, well, because we thought these guys weren't good enough, if LeBron makes it seem like they are good enough, I mean, shoot. Well, I mean, again – Mello has to figure out how to pass the ball. I know he well, Mello's going to get a lot of open shots. That's fine. Well, he needs to make them. I don't. I don't know if. I don't know. That's that seems like a a straw man argument to the MJ LeBron debate. Yes, at thirty seven, still one of the top ten players in the league, paired with top two 10, more top ten. Top ten, top really? 10. You you say top ten? Top two. Okay, well, point being is, is that people have different opinions on, on where my uh, LeBron is. Okay, top five, whatever. you want. Oh, to yeah, that's fair. All right, so then you have AD and Russell Westbrook, top 10 easily. So right. Carmelo Anthony's probably still a top 50 player in the NBA, maybe top maybe top 75. And then I, I know you talked about Oladipo going back to the Heat, but there's also talk he may go to uh, the Lakers in a backup role. I, I don't know. The Lakers now currently at William Hill because my bookie doesn't have the odds up. They're currently <laughs> three to three to one to win the NBA championship with the Nets behind right at plus three fifty. So I don't know. I don't know if this. I don't know if that necessarily helps or hurts the uh, the debate between Michael and MJ. But they're clearly the betting favorite, and this guy just dropped twenty eight k on them. That's right. Um, Aaron, coming up at noon is Pete's power plays. That dude's a beast. World Hockey Report after that at 1 o'clock Eastern. We talk sports good. It is Wednesday, my dudes, at 9.30. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to Pete's show today. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Pete always brings the fire, and the World Hockey Report is second to none. So, yeah, you got a big day lined up here on 12-Ounce Sports Network uh, of shows. And, of course, the We Talk Sports Good guys as well delivering great content, especially when football season is coming up like it is now. So I'm um, very excited for the week ahead in 12 ounces. We will see you Friday. Yeah, thanks so much for watching and listening, guys. It means the world. Shout out once again our giveaway winner. Six, Six balls, balls, one basket. One basket. Thanks, Aaron. See you guys Friday.